Hi, this is Bobby Ryan of the Detroit Red Wings, and you are listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mack, and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 62 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella. How are we doing, buddy? Doing well. Gained about 45 pounds uh, over the weekend from the Super Bowl, which is all I could hope to accomplish, but can't complain. Uh, just about broke even on all my Super Bowl bets, so, uh, you know, just a... Uh, I wish. Yeah, you know, can't complain. I wish I would have won money, but uh, hey, I didn't lose money, so it is what it is. Uh, I just wish it was like a little bit better of a game, you know, to be honest. Kind of a dud. Kind of a dud. Yeah. The last couple ones, I mean, even last year, like even last year's was close, but it wasn't until like the end that it got interesting or exciting. And then we had that, you know, Patriots Rams fiasco a couple years ago. That, that was just sucked. the, I, which I maintain is the worst one ever. Yeah. Uh, it was pretty bad. Yeah. So I just wish it was a little bit closer. Uh, yeah, thirty-one-nine is definitely a little bit of a stretch. Had you bet like bucks minus ten, then you're fucking swimming in it. Um, I, for one, did not break even. Um, I think I set a record. I had fourteen bets on the game, and guess how many I won? Big fat donut. Absolutely zero. Not gonna say how much money I lost. A little more than usual. <laughs> um, <laughs> Dude, I had McCole Hardman first touchdown of the game. The first drive. Yeah, first drive, the Chiefs bomb it to him twice and Mahomes overthrow him. I'm like, yep. Can you fix your fucking toe and make a pass, please. Like the second one he had him too. I know. I know. I was freaking out. But um of course, my lovely girlfriend does not bet, comes over for the Super Bowl. We're not doing anything. Uh she wants to start placing some bets. I'm like, all right, like down. Like, why would I not be down with this? Speaking my love language. I know exactly how this story ends. She went three for five. Yep. And she 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 ended up making like 20 bucks, I think. She had Harrison yeah. Bucker over one and a half field goals. She had she had Gronk to get a touchdown, not the first touchdown, but a touchdown. Yep. And uh she had Bucks plus three. I'm an idiot. There you go. I don't know what I'm doing, evidently. So yeah. um, I'm going to start taking her picks on the show. So yeah, I lost the coin toss again. So that's <laughs> me too. She lost yeah. that too. Yeah, yeah, it's like that tails energy just seems to be a, a vibe, but not lately. I don't know. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know what I'm going to do with that because, like, if next year I flop to heads, I know that it's going to be tails. Yeah, but if exactly. I like, I'm, do I just like stick on this like tails train and just like ride it out until I finally hit? You just fucking ride it out, man. That's that's really all you can do. Um, in case you guys haven't noticed, Mac was unable to join us today, so uh, you know we're gonna be riding just us two, uh, like the, like the old 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 days. If you've been with us for a while, uh, we also don't have an interview today, so we're riding old 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 days today. This is a throwback episode. This is reminiscent of pre-pandemic empty betters. So uh, yes. bear with us. We'll you know. Probably be about 45 to an hour or so, and you'll be on your merry way to the bank this weekend. Uh, Nick, I'm going to toss it off to you for the league news, but before I do, I just want everybody to know that this in this episode is brought to you by Brackish Life. Uh, let's take a minute to talk about Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. 
They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay Apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, Brackish Life. Brackish Life has also teamed up with Rink to Reef Chesapeake Bay to preserve the area many of us call home. Rink to Reef repurposes broken hockey sticks into oyster restoration habitats. Brackish Life donates a portion of their proceeds to Rink to Reef to further preserve the beautiful Chesapeake Bay area. Support this great cause by checking out www.brackish.life today. I gotta be honest, I am that. I, I think I could do that by memory. I'm gonna have to- I was gonna ask, like. I think you should try it without the the script in front of you next time. I think I might. We'll see how it goes. It'd probably yeah. be a little more uh, a little more lively, but yeah, yeah. Feeling, feeling good. So uh, I'm gonna toss it off to Nick for the league news. So Barry Trotz got his 850th career win on Monday night, passing Ken Hitchcock for third all time. Uh, Trotz only trails Joel Quenville at 931 wins, and then of course Scotty Bowman at 1,244. So Way to go, Barry. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, good for him. Um, he's a legend. Long time stint with the Preds, then obviously went over with the Caps. So this is well deserved. One of the best coaches in the league. Definitely, I think widely regarded by the players too is like someone that you would just love to play for. Hmm. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets and the Hurricanes had a weird situation in their game. Did you catch this the other night? So Columbus challenged a goal that Carolina scored, uh, challenged it, uh, you know, to see if it was offside. Now, of course, we're all familiar with this new rule now where if you challenge a goal for offsides and it's not, and you lose the challenge, you're also shorthanded for two minutes, delay a game. Right. So basically due to some miscommunication between the video room, the linesman, and then the situation room in Toronto, the goal was accidentally deemed a good goal, even though, I think it was Tara Vinen was like, so I didn't blatant. catch any. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. Catch he was like blatantly offside. Um, so then, you know, this was towards the end of the period too. So they give uh, Carolina a power play and then they go into the locker room. And then during intermission, the league actually goes, Oh wait, we fucked up. This shouldn't have counted. And they nullified the remaining 45 seconds of the power play coming out of the period which I've never, ever seen that happen before. What the hell? No, yeah. I didn't. So one, I, I mean, I've been a, a slave to the corporate world lately, so I apologize. But um, yeah, I didn't catch this on my 6 a.m. Twitter scrolls when I wake up and set that god-awful alarm. That's wild. I guess. So they put, so the end of the period happens, that intermission, they nullify it. Is that what happened? So during intermission, like when they came back out on like, back out on the ice they basically went up to brindamore and were like hey we fucked up we're rescinding the remaining 45 seconds of this power play you have jesus yeah by the way speaking of rescinding because i had to think about what that means um do you you know the word coincide mm-hmm. do you know how to spell it it's okay if you don't. i would have to write it down i'm a visual person okay so i wrote it in a group chat the other day and i wrote it c-o-dash-i-n-s-i-d-e thought it was a cool flex i was like hyphen word awesome like i look like i read books which by the way i'm reading my first book in probably 10 years right now so nice for me yes um that's not how you spell it 
No, way. was that group chat just a turkey shoot from there on out? Uh, yeah, kind of. They gave it like an hour where there was no response, and I was like thinking nothing of it. I was like, oh, word, like I'm, I'm, whatever, coincide. Right. And those, then, idi- those idiots are probably looking up what that word means. Yeah. <laughs> and then the one guy writes, what the fuck does coincide mean? And then he like goes, he goes, oh, wait, coincide, as in like C-O-I-N-C-I-D-E. And I was like, oh, God. So I looked it up on Webster, and I was like, all right, you know, guilty. This is what happened. And the guy backed me up. He's like, you know, in your defense, if you've never seen that word before, which I haven't because I don't That's read. That's true. That is how you would logically think to spell it. So I yeah. like, I, here we go again. I phonetically. There we go. Yeah. I was going to say. Wrote it. My girlfriend, the elementary special educator would be very proud of the fact that you were able to phonetically, you know, spell that word. I do know phonetically. There I don't go. know how to spell it. Yeah. Me neither. I'm so, learning though. That's good. Uh, but yeah, basically, I, that was the first time that I had ever seen the league, one, like that quickly admit to fucking up, and then two, actually retract a penalty. And it just sort of, like everyone I think else would have done, you sort of like, well, let me think about all the ways that the league is like fucked me over in terms of like bad penalty calls. And oh, it's like, God. Yeah. I want, I want my money back. Exactly. So yeah, that was wild. Uh Moving on to some news that you care about. Uh, the Penguins have hired Ron Hextall as their new GM, which is hilarious if you know anything about Ron Hextall or who he played for in his playing career. And then Brian Burke is their president of Hockey Ops, which I feel like no one saw coming. But um, I, yeah, I I love these moves. I really do. I'm a big fan. Um, so yeah, Ron Hextall, legendary, legendary goaltender, I believe 19... 19- Ah, 1987 cons. I can't remember. I, he won something in 87. I think I, I saw a uh, chicklets tweet that out, but yeah, ex uh, general manager, of the Philadelphia Flyers played goalie for the Philadelphia Flyers was assistant general manager for the LA Kings in 2012 on that cup run. Um, Nick, do you know if he got fired from Philly or did he just step down? I don't remember. I wrote re- it was like two like years you, ago. Yeah. If you told me like, both, I would say, yeah, that sounds right. But right, and I apologize for not knowing if he was fired or let go. But this was about two or three years ago. He built the Flyers team that you're now yes. witnessing. One third yes. of the team was drafted by Hextall, so uh, you know that he's got his fingerprints similar to Iserman on the Lightning all over that team. Uh, I love the move. You know, he came out and basically said, you know, I grew up in Pittsburgh. I, I was a Penguins fan when I was a kid. I'm happy to join this organization. It's a blessing to you know come to a great sports town, yada, yada, yada. Um, and Morehouse, the president of the team, basically came out and said, you know, nothing's changing. We're the Penguins, and this is this, – we're here to win, like now, which I appreciate because, you know, if you're going to ask me, Harry, do you want to spend, like, you know, seven years in the basement after, like, extending your cup run for another three i'd say you know what yeah fuck it i don't care i'd rather win a championship than not i'll take that any day i would do i would do i would take a championship for five years of rebuilding down the road if that makes sense yeah exactly and i've accepted that we're gonna suck in the not so distant future but we're going for it and i appreciate that and then brian burke um he's had some awesome chicklets interviews i've become a huge fan of his I wasn't exactly a big fan before the interviews because he struck me as a hard ass, which he still kind of is. 
Um, and you just hear about all the awful stories that happened in the Kessel era with, in Toronto. So, um, you know, I'm happy to have him on board too. Yeah, I think he's like a hard ass. That was like a hard ass back then, but he sort of like got the yeah. picture. He was like, okay, times are changing. This is changing. I'm not going to be successful if I like continue to do this. Whereas right. guys like maybe Mike Babcock just didn't change at all and just stayed exactly the same. Right. And both of these guys are tough nosed individuals who I believe have adapted to the modern age sports era and culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think this is kind of a kick in the ass. I think this is going to hold players a little more accountable. I think there's going to be a little less coddling, which I'm going to be a fan of. The one quote that I will say concerns me is they asked Hextall about the direction of the team. And I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but if you go on Darren Drager's Twitter, you'll find it. And I'm paraphrasing. It was basically, I'm not sure. I had a lot of different talks with management about the direction we want to go, and we aren't sure yet, which is kind of terrifying as a Pens fan and all the rumors that you have to go through every year about Latang leaving or Crosby wanting to go back to Montreal or Malkin leaving and wanting to play somewhere else. So, I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm indifferent about Latang. It would suck. I love him, but he's playing like hot garbage this year. Uh, so is Malkin, but I love him more. And I obviously would probably jump off a cliff if Sid left. So, um, yeah, that's where I'm at mentally. That's where I'm at mentally. First of all, props to you for getting uh, Hextall's Con Smythe correct. That was 87 uh, against the Oilers. And then one of the few Con Smythe winners from a losing team in the Stanley Cup Finals. Fun fact. Well, I questioned myself because I was like, they didn't win it because they haven't won no. since 75. So how yep. how's that happen? Yeah. So that was in the middle of the Gretzky, Messier, you know, just right up everyone's hoop Oilers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's going to be interesting no matter what. You know, whatever GM you brought in, I feel like the GM's going to go, okay, here I am on this side. You asked me to come in and make this team a contender going forward and be in good shape going forward. I need to make moves. And ownership's going, we don't want you to move, you know, Sid, Gino, Latang, whatever, because they've done so much for this team. And there's going to be that friction point. I think you said that's what you thought happened with Rutherford. I think no matter who you brought in, they were probably going to take it in that direction because I don't think they want a guy who's going to come in and go, like, I'm fine with pushing all my chips in now, but I don't want to make moves for the future. I think they want a little bit of both. Whether that's doing something bottom six or doing something on your second and third D pair, I don't know. But you know, only that person knows. So it'll be, like, like you said, it'll be interesting to see what he does going forward. Yeah, it's like a retool instead of a rebuild. And Philly kind of did that, right? They had Drew, they had Voracek, um, you know, they've had, they had Simmons back then, and they they had like their core Couturier, and they just rebranded the surrounding pieces, right? And now they've got some solid pieces in place that are proving to be great depth guys. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, Philly had some tough years in there too, so they did. I don't yeah. think it's it's too far, you know, uh, to expect. We've known this was coming for a while. The Caps are in the same boat. The Bruins are in the same boat. You know, a lot of these powerhouse teams in you know the East are facing that same monster right. lo- looming over them. So it's it's basically just a matter of time, and you know who's going to be the first one to pull trigger on starting to blow stuff up. Right. Exactly. 
this came out today, actually, and was a little bit of a surprise. Veteran Miko Koivu suddenly announced his retirement after 16 NHL seasons. He finishes his NHL career with 206 goals, 505 assists, and 1,035 games. He was Minnesota's first permanent captain in franchise history. Spent 15 years there and then signed a one-year deal with Columbus this past season. Uh, Additionally, he served as a key member of Finland's international teams, helped the country win Olympic silver and bronze in 2006 and 2010. So hats off to him for a great career. Just seems like a great guy. Yeah, he definitely didn't want to play for Torts for another three months. <laughs> Torts has got it in for the Finns already. We'll get to that in a second. But, uh, yeah, I would imagine he was just like, mm, I don't really feel like doing this. I think he was probably just like, this year, I'm, I've been yeah. doing this for 15 years anyways. It, it's time. So Dude, if you're a veteran and you got money in the bank, why the hell would you want to play this year? I mean – it's yeah, just, and I'm sure mess. he was on the fence about going into the year anyways, or like maybe he was like, all right, you know, let's, you know, change the scenery. Maybe, you know, I'll, um, you know, find this extra gear. But he even said, I mean, he had a quote where he was like, I feel like I'm not playing my best and it's not fair to my teammates for me to sort of almost bring everyone down. So uh, interesting quote on a guy when he was retiring, but um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, kudos, great career. Did it yeah. for 15, 16 freaking years. So, Bro, I feel like he's been in the every video game since like NHL 04 or some shit. So. Uh, yeah, the Blue Jackets, back to them, uh, as if they haven't dominated this new segment enough. Forward Patrick Line was benched during the third period of Monday's game. Uh, <laughs> we all knew this was coming. It like Dean texted me about this, and I was like, wow, it only took two weeks. So, yeah, man, this is uh, this is gonna be a great, a great year storyline wise. I mean, we kind of what did I think you, me, and Mac all three said like, well, let's see how this goes with Torts because you know how Line A's style is, kind of take some plays off, it's unreal skill, but take some plays off. Not really a back checking type, maybe not sure. the best defensive guy. So, um, I yeah. have a couple thoughts about this. My first is that. Like we talked about it. We knew there was going to be growing pains between him and Torts. And I think that's completely understandable from a guy coming from one system into a new system, change of scenery, changing coaching, changing teammates. Like, yeah, you know, it's probably not going to mesh immediately. There's going to be some growing pains. My second thing is this is the second time we've seen this whole, oh, Torts benches high profile, you know, player. This season, we saw it with Dubois, and now we're seeing it with Line. A. And I'm wondering if this is starting to get blown out of proportion because it's one, a star player, but two, even more importantly, I would say Torts, because Torts has been benching guys his entire career. Yeah, like, I, yeah, he's got to he be did, careful. Yeah, no, he, but he's been doing this with the Rangers, like you know, when he was there, and then he did it in Vancouver when he was there. And I'm wondering how much the media is just, you know really jumping on a chance to, you know, make a story almost out of nothing. Not that this isn't a big deal, but Torts even said, he was like, I didn't want to bench him, but like for me to get my message across, this is how I do it. And he's benched guys all the time that aren't, you know, superstars that don't get um, this notoriety. So, well, he had, he's had rifts with Brad Richards. I think he had a rift with Gabrick. Um, You know, Torts is old school and you're not going to change him. And, to be quite frank with you, I understand the new school era and, 
You gotta you gotta listen to the superstars. The players now in every sport have more power than they ever have. But there comes a point when you're a coach and you're in charge, and certain teams and organizations in sports let their coaches be the stars rather than the stars be the stars. And this is the perfect example of the coach has. I mean, he's he's got the dominance, and you're not going to take it away from him. So, I don't think people need to read into this too much. It's one, it's half a game. I mean, he'll, he'll, I guarantee it's, you, yeah. Line A will come back and play good. Trotz did this to Ovi. Yeah, Bruce yeah, Boudreaux did. did. Yeah, Bruce Boudreaux did this to Alex Semin once a week. Like, I mean, <laughs> so, but that that was completely deserved. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's. It is what it is. This is how Torts gets his message across. He's not going to wait until practice the next day to come up and say to you, hey, I didn't like the way you were playing because of these reasons. He's going to go in the middle of the game. You don't want to try in one or two. You're not playing in three. It's just that's the way it goes. Right, and I respect it. Like, you know, he's got he's got his ways. You know how they are, and he sticks to them. So I, I'm not going to question the man. He's one of the best coaches that we've seen. Sure. Uh, the Minnesota Wild and the Avs are the two latest teams to have their games postponed. Uh, I can't keep track. I can't keep track either. So uh, if you're a fantasy hockey player, double, triple check, uh, unless you're Mac, because I'm playing him this week. Um, <laughs> you know, because it's hard enough to stay on top of that roster anyways, and now you're having to deal with the fact that these games might be postponed. Pick so. up all the North Division players you can because that's to honestly date, to date there has been no yeah. Canadian team that's had a COVID delay. Yep. Uh, Jocelyn R- Lamaru Davidson and Monique Lamaru Mirando, veterans of the U.S. Women's Hockey Team, announced their retirement today. In 2018, these twins helped the Americans to its first women's hockey gold in 20 years by beating Canada in the shootout. I remember this one quite vividly. Uh, staying up late to watch that in Pyeongchang. Um, Lamaru Mirando scored the game tying goal in the third, and Jocelyn Lamaru Davidson scored that unreal move in the shootout to seal the victory. Uh, they won a pair of Olympic silver medals in 2010 and 2014, and seven medals from the World Championships, six gold and one silver. So hats off to the girls for an unreal career. They did some great things off the ice for USA hockey as well and women's hockey in general. So there you go. Uh, yeah, awesome job. Yeah, amen. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois is practicing with the Winnipeg Jets for the first time this past Sunday after his 14-day quarantine going north of the border and will play his first game for the Jets tonight, which is Tuesday, February 9th. Who do they play? Couldn't yeah. tell you. Fuck. All right, might bet that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, moving on down the list, Evgeny Kuznetsov could have returned to the lineup when the Washington Capitals hosted the Philadelphia Flyers this evening. But, uh, but as I'm sure everyone is now aware, that game has been postponed because two of the Flyers allegedly pop positive or something like that. So, um, Kuzi and Sammy have been practicing with the team. Uh, Sammy is not likely to have started this game. I think Kuzi was sort of a game time decision, uh, according to Laviolette. Vrana's out due to COVID-19 concerns. Oshi, who has been playing center the last couple of weeks because this team is so banged up down the middle, is out with an upper body injury. Justin Schultz is still out, even though he's starting to skate again with the um, full fishbowl on his face after getting hit up high. This team is bleeding down the middle right now. It's just... Pens and are, it, it's pens, showing pens are bleeding on the back end. So I feel, yeah. I think, 
I think they said that uh, on the second game we played against the Rangers, if you took Cody CC out of the lineup, the amount of professional games of our decor as a whole was like 12. <laughs> it was, and that's like, is that NHL professional games or like just professional hockey games in general? No, just NHL. Okay. But there, still, that's... I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Jesus. Right. Right. So uh, it's it's an interesting time between COVID injuries. It's uh, it's a logistical nightmare. But props to the league for keeping this going. Yeah, seriously. And we, you know, I was talking about this with my parents earlier today. It's like we knew this was going to happen. It's not like we were going to yeah. go through a season and not have games postponed. Right. But I think they're doing a great job of like, hey, if they get a whiff of it, like so and so may have been exposed for whatever reason, they go, nope, postpone it. We'll reschedule it. Right, and they probably made that game plan before the year, and they're they're not playing around. I mean, I, I you know, you would you would hear when MLB started back in uh, summer when COVID was still kind of I don't want to say new, but newer than it is. We didn't have testing or vaccine yet. Um, I mean, they would you would hear reports of guys who were playing positive, and then everything would break out. The whole Marlins gig was like that. So the NHL ain't playing around. No, and uh, I think we saw that too. Uh, I didn't write this down, but I just remember this now. They've targeted October 13th as mm-hmm. their start date for the next season. So they're like, let's just get this expedited season over and done with and get back to our normal October start date and just sort of reset and, and go from there. And yeah, I completely agree. I am just praying that it works to the point where they can do that. Yeah, well, we got to get through this year first, and I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how well that's going to work. I don't think Colorado's played in like nine days. They haven't. Yeah. I mean, McKinnon's Which, hurt, so. Yeah, I, I was going to say, in a way, is sort of a blessing for them. But right. anyways, going from a sped up and accelerated version of hockey, which is this season, to the complete opposite of that, a group of 40 hockey players in Edmonton are hoping to set a new world record for the longest game ever played while also raising money for cancer research. The group has been playing through frigid temperatures in an attempt to reach 252 hours on the ice by February 15th, according to CTV News. (laughs) They set the previous record for longest ice hockey marathon in 2018 after playing for 251 hours, 7 minutes, and 58 seconds. One player was cited as saying, at about 3 a.m., we hit minus 47 degrees Celsius with the wind. We had a whole bunch of guys just finish their shift, were super tired, went back to their trailers, and then half the trailers ran out of heat last night. Uh, is this... This is in Canada. Yeah, this is in Canada. The amount of liquor it would need for me to do something like this does not exist. Canadians are just different. What a yeah. f- bunch of... F- freaks i mean god what what prompts you to want to do this i i mean it's for a great cause so they have raised more than well, five yeah. 5.4 million dollars for edmonton's cross cancer institute last year uh and then they've well since 2003 and then they've set a goal for 1.5 million this year which is great and the group actually includes former nhler kyle brodziak so oh wow yeah Good for him. Yeah, I mean, as nice as spending 252 hours in negative 40 to 7 degrees with no heat sounds, uh, I can't make it in my apartment without turning the heat up once it hits 66. So yeah, I don't know. I like. I had two sort of schools of thought about this. Like one, I was like, it's kind of sick. 
I would have, yeah, yeah, that I would be like, that kind of sounds fun. And then my second like train of thought, I'm just thinking of like the movie Mystery Alaska, where they like drag out the national anthem and all the players are like out there just like <laughs> freezing to death. Yeah, that's how you prolong the time, eh? Yeah. A uh, couple injuries to get to. Wayne Simmons is going to miss six weeks for the Leafs with a broken wrist. That sucks. That hurts. He's been playing good. And then this one I actually think is a little bit bigger. Robert Thomas is going to miss four to six weeks with a broken thumb for the Blues, and he's been playing some seriously good hockey. Yeah, the Blues have also looked good, especially Thomas. This is These are both, I would say, fairly significant injuries. By the way, just speaking of Leafs, Matthews and Marner look very, very good, and the Leafs look very, very good. Yeah, Matthews is leading the league in goals, I think, with like 11 or 12. He's disgusting, dude. Like, uh, he's he's must-watch television just as much as McDavid is at this point, in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. And that wraps it up for news, injuries, everything else, what have you. Uh, and before we get into our picks for this episode, we just wanted to take a moment to talk to you about the Maryland Mortgage Whiz. Are you planning on buying your first home this year? Get pre-approved and explore all financing options with Dave Fritz, the mortgage whiz. Interest rates are at at historic lows and down payment assistance programs are available. Stop renting and put your money in a place you can call home. Follow Dave on Instagram at Maryland underscore mortgage underscore whiz for more information. License in Maryland, Delaware, and Florida. Equal housing lender NMLS number 3094. Would like to say, speaking of David Fritz, um, there might be an empty betters roller hockey team coming. So if that does happen and comes to fruition, uh, that will be a new segment. I am very excited for that. Hopefully we can get a sponsor for the team. We'll see. Kyle, if you're listening. (laughs) There we go. That would be sick. Um, Yeah. So I'll I'll keep you all included on that storyline. That probably wouldn't happen until April or so, but uh, just forget to throw that out. Also, before we get to the picks, just also want to say Nick and I were talking about this the other day. I really do plan, now that I've got new rollerblades, on playing a lot of roller in the spring and summer. Let us know if you're interested in perhaps joining a Facebook group, um, a group me, whatever type of you know messaging system that you want to use. And we could start like a pickup league, maybe. I don't know. I'm kind of itching to get out, especially when it's warm again on the weekend. So... Let us know if that's something you're interested in, or maybe we just post in the Insta stories like the night before, like, yo, going to, I don't know, Free State or Alpha Ridge at 10 o'clock. Yeah, just, I mean, even, even if we're just hitting up a tennis court or something, we've talked about doing something like that for a while. Um, potentially, I, I know we talked about doing this last year. Obviously, that got messed up with the summer we had this year, but the idea of a, you know, like three on three tournament over the summer has been discussed and it's definitely something that I think both of us want to do. Yeah. So we would host uh, it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, which would be a lot of fun. Obviously, uh, liquid encouragement would be, uh, provided if you, uh, catch my drift, but uh, <laughs> hydration, yeah. Gatorade. Yeah, exactly. Gatorade and nothing else in the Gatorade. But <laughs> Oh, by the way, the Gatorade was not fucking orange. Thank you. Inside source. You know who you yeah. are. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, it was blue, right? It was. Anytime you get Gatorade at like minus one something, there's something fishy. It's never never that easy to guess. No. Um, All right, let's get to the picks. Nick, you want to go first? 
yeah, my um, I'm gonna do this a bunch of like road game thing for my puck line and money line this week. I'm thinking road games, and I'm gonna do what I did when I had a good week the other week and go with all my picks on the same day. So, little superstition to help me. So, puck line is gonna be Tampa Bay at Florida on Thursday. Tampa on the road going up against Florida. I like that matchup a lot. Bobrovsky is expected to start, and he has been dog shit this season. I think no surprise there. Uh, money line is going to be Calgary at Vancouver on Thursday. The flames have been playing some really, really good hockey. Uh, and Harrison is rocking their reverse retro sweater, which looks, I think I've, I said this a thousand times, but they have the best one out of everyone in the NHL. Uh, it's just, yeah, it's ridiculously sick. Uh, so that'll be on Thursday. I don't think Vancouver has looked all that good as of late. They look horrible. They're they've lost yeah. five in a row. They're yeah. terrible. So uh, and then my over under is going to be Anaheim at Vegas on Thursday. I don't know why I took this. I look. I was between this and the Sharks Kings game hmm. as I'd my probably, over under. I'd probably and pick I, this one, but I'm not sure how I feel about that. We'll see. And I, my like you know I held off against betting with and against Anaheim this season because of John Gibson. Mm. Uh, but he's only four and four and like three. So he's been sort of down the middle in terms of his record this year. So uh, yeah, that's uh, those are my picks for this week. So for my picks, I'm going to take the puck line for Jets puck line over Senators on Saturday. The Jets are looking pretty decent lately. They're 6-3-1 and one in their last 10, and Pierre-Luc Dubois is hopefully playing this week, and the Senators are a shit show. So I'm going to take the Jets on Saturday. That's a 3 p.m. game. For my money line, I'm going to piggyback off Nick's puck line. I got the Lightning over the Panthers on Thursday. I think the fact that they're on the road, quote-unquote, they're both – I mean, they're still in Florida. But um, the Lightning will be the road team. You'll probably get a little bit better odds in your favor. And they are the hottest team in the league. Um, They're the best team in the league. And we'll see if Bobrovsky's starting. But if he is, I would imagine they'll light him up. And then the over-under of the week, I was really struggling on this one at – this is either going to be like a two to one game or like a six, four game. And I'm not really sure which way it is, but I'll choose the over. I'm going to take the Bruins Rangers on Friday. Don't know. It's one of those where it's either going to massively hit or massively miss. And I'm not sure which one. I don't mind that though, because I could see the Rangers putting up one and the Bruins putting up five. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the Rangers have, I feel like they've been letting up a lot of goals this year. So, um, especially in their stints with the pens and just in, in general, I feel like their scores have been kind of high. So I'm going to rock the over on Friday for that game. Nice. Let's knock out our first liner and fourth liner. My first liner is going to be David Posternock. He came back and just basically caught fire, had a hat trick the other night. Looks pretty sweet. Uh, royally fucked the caps a couple times. So, uh, yeah, he looks like he has not missed a step at all. And as I mentioned earlier, my fourth liner is going to be Sergei Bobrovsky. He looks terrible. I think if you're Florida, you've got to go, what the hell were we thinking when we signed this guy? Give it time. I'm, I'm holding faith. I, I, I think if they give it time, I, I like the Panthers. I, don't, I, want, I root for the Panthers. I want them to win. I think they got some good guys down there. I want them to be good because I want there to be a really, really competitive interstate rivalry between them and Tampa. Yeah, I think that would be a cool a cool thing, especially for the league. Uh, by the way, Pasternak, he has 60 goals in his last 82 regular season games. That's nuts. 
I believe that is the most in the last 82 games span. I think Ovi was second with 58, mm-hmm. and I think Matthews was third with 56. Yep. So, uh, yeah, he's the best goal scorer in the NHL in the last 82 regular season games, if you want to really look at it like that. Um, why? Why are you confused? I, I don't think we should look at it that way. I think we know who the best goal scorer in the NHL is. I said in the last 82 <laughs> games. I know. I'm just messing with you. Christ. Trigger uh, I love your first liner pick, though. Yeah, I got JVR. He's been playing really good. He's the leading point scorer for the Flyers. He's got 18 points on the year, which is fourth in the NHL. He's also got 10 points in his last five games. For those who are mathematically challenged, that's two points per game in his last five. Um, I can't spell. I can do quick division. Just a fun fact. Uh, my fourth liner, I'm going to have Chris Letang. I touched on it earlier when we were talking about the GM change. He's four points in 10 games so far. I don't actually understand how he's a plus one. I would have guessed he's a minus 10. He's looked like dog shit. He was hurt last game or two games ago. Just been in and out of the lineup. He doesn't look consistent. He doesn't look crisp. Yeah, you know, I, I just we need to see a lot more out of him. Yeah, uh, I think that's absolutely fair. Uh, JVR, I mean, talk about like sort of like a career resurgence. Yeah, that he's had. I mean, he was in Philly, goes to Toronto. I feel like that just was not a good fit for him at all. They weren't use a lot utilizing him well. Right. He wasn't at his best there, and then he comes back to Philly and has just really sort of taken like two more steps forward uh, over the last couple years. And yeah, I mean, he's been playing great also like, but fucked the caps the other night. So um, that, that, that was Super Bowl Sunday just went absolute shelf over Vanacek, but that puck was uh, rolling. Wasn't it? What a it game. Was. What a game, by the way. Yeah, that was infuriating, but um, I mean, Ovi was on fire, but then they, that was one of the best games I've, I've, I don't watch the caps like you do, but that was one of the best games I've seen him play. So far this season, I would say that's his best. Yeah. It, well, what do you have? Like four points. Yeah. By the way, the the third the third jerseys were looking pretty sweet. I'm, I'm yeah, I got a I got a lot of texts about those. Like, you know, hey, what do you think of these? And I, I like them. I know we were skeptical at first, but I think they're one of those ones that look a lot better on the ice as opposed to like when they first debut. Yeah. Uh, like their picture. Which, by the way, speaking of this, I know we shat on this jersey a while ago. But I'm starting to like the stars all black and neon green ones. It's a special taste. It's a yeah. special taste. I don't I like I'm, I'm not a big I wasn't fan. A, I was not a fan when they came out with them and then I saw him playing with it and I was like uh, it's I'm better like I'm starting to like it. It's better than I thought. It's not what I want. I will tell you the the reverse retro for the Flyers. I like that a lot more than that I one was cool. Yeah. yeah, I was. A big I think fan. a lot of people were skeptical. It's very sort of that '90s look that they had early 2000s. But right, uh, just one last thing on JVR. I feel like he's the perfect player. He's like a good player that's gonna be good on a really good team, which sounds dumb. But the fact that he's you know not going against the top D pair every night because Giroux is or Couturier is, you know, he's kind of sneaking in the second line on the lineup. And now you're seeing some of his abilities. He's got good players around him. He's on a good team with good puck moving defensemen and he's not playing against the top defense. So, and he's big, he's big, he's reasonably fast. He's got a good shot. So yeah, this is what they expected out of him when he was drafted uh, way back when. Absolutely. 
Uh, market report. My trending up team is going to be the Boston Bruins. They have caught fire and have taken a lead in the East after sort of, I don't even want to say they got off to a slow start, but they didn't have Pasternak in. They had a couple other guys that were in and out of the lineup. So uh, I'm going to go with them. My down team is going to be the Washington Capitals. They have lost three in a row. Uh, definitely showing some signs of wear and tear banged up down the middle, banged up on the back end and certainly hurting in the cage right now. Vanacek has been, I, I will say this. He's done a great job of shouldering the load that was thrust on him with Samsonov not being able to play. However, I don't think it was, you know, under, we weren't under the impression that he was going to be able to keep this up forever. And, right. you know, playing night in and night out as he has, uh, as he and Sammy, the only two goaltenders to have started a game for the Caps this season, I think we're starting to see some uh, fatigue there. So uh, Anderson came in on Sunday against the Flyers and did not look good at all. Let in a goal pretty quickly, as is expected. But, uh, yeah, they definitely need to get bring healthy it, fast. Bring in Zach. Come on. Bring in Zach. You know what to do. Yep. Don't bitch about uh, goaltending issues, though, because I'm feeling that horribly right now. We don't yeah. have one that – at least yours won Rookie of the Month in January. That is true. We don't have any of that. Um, my up team is going to be Tampa. Sounds kind of stupid because they're the defending Stanley Cup champions, but they have won five straight, and they hit back-to-back puck lines against Nashville last week, so not too shabby. And my down team – which kind of hurts me because I was high on them in the preseason and not the Habs. We had that whole little back and forth and Denny 4,500 and his dumbass. Um, <laughs> I He's not listening. For those of you who don't know, like we in the playoffs last year picked against the Canucks in both series. And in the first one, this kid, Denny 4,500 on Instagram was like roasting us it, in the comments. Like- and I it was, was like, <laughs> you know that Instagram profile you get that like follows you and it's like the – yeah, it's like a guy with like his name and then like a bunch of numbers and then like the he's got like thirty seven followers. He's following one hundred and thirty one people and then no profile the pic- picture. The picture is like a fifty five year old bald man with like the glasses down to here and he's holding the phone like this in front of him. That's what that was. That is exactly what that was, and he was roasting us in the comments like, "Yeah, I know what you're talking about." The Canucks, blah blah, and then the Canucks won the yeah. series. Um, Mac and I were pretty upset about it. I know that. So that's kind of the running joke is Denny 4,500. He's the he's the Canucks guy. I was big on the Canucks coming into the year. They have not lived up to the hype so far. You guys were big on the Habs. I wasn't. That's obviously backfired. But the Canucks have and lost five straight. So. That could change in a month. That could change in a week. It could. So. And just remember what I said last episode. We were The Canucks were flying high and mighty after they – I think went two and one against Ottawa in that series. And they were sitting at like third in the division and they've dropped five straight since. So it's exactly what I thought was going to happen. They they just need to get it together. They got beat by the Leafs last night. They didn't look good. Uh, They aren't really getting a whole lot of offense generated either, which you would think is not going to be the issue for them, but it is what it is. You know, one thing I hate about this season. What is I do like the fact that like, you're playing within your own division. Yeah. Great for rivalries. It's super intense. I hate the fact that I'm not getting to watch every team play against my team. Yeah. Cause you don't get that same exposure. Like, you know, it's hard to, if, especially if your team, like if the penguins are playing at seven o'clock, the only time I'm watching other games is at intermission. 
Yes. So I hit the seven thirties and the eights, but I don't get to watch the other sevens. And then by 10, you guys know me, I'm out. So. Right. You're done. Yeah. I'm so cooked. like, I'll, I can stay up for like the first two periods of a late game, but like, if I want to watch, you know, San Jose Anaheim, I'm going to be up until one You're also going to need a lot of liquor. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if I'm up until one that's just a foregone conclusion at that point. But, um, so yeah, it's just, it's not the same. And like, yeah, I'm kind of lazy. I'm not going to go, you know, out of my way to, uh, you know, watch Columbus Carolina on a Tuesday night if I haven't bet on it and there's a more interesting game on. Right. You're going to gravitate more towards the stars. I will say watching the Canes is, I, I've been doing that a little more. Sveshnikov is definitely exciting to watch. They're entertaining and that might not have been the best example, but. No, you're I get what you're going yeah. with it. Yeah, like that game was, they played on Sunday. Right after the Caps Flyers game and before the Super Bowl, and I didn't watch it. I think I just started drinking instead. But there you go. Well, yeah. Lining up the list of the props. Exactly. <laughs> what uh, um, before we wrap up, what was your Super Bowl spread like? Food. Yes, food. Not pigs in gam- a <laughs> not gambling spread. I had Chiefs minus ten at plus seven hundred, and that horribly backfired. Um, no, I had pigs in a blanket. And buff chick dip. Can't go nice. wrong. Yeah. It was good. Pita pita chips is the key for buff chick dip. Yeah. What about you? We did um Jesus, what did we do? We had uh brisket from Mission Barbecue, which was phenomenal as always. My dad made these like ground chicken, buffalo, and blue cheese meatballs that were phenomenal. Uh that those were good. They were so good. Uh we did wings from Wingstop, of course. And Ari made her chili dip, which is like the easiest thing to make in the world, but it's so good. We had it at um, the Christmas party that you came to that I'm pretty sure neither of us remember eating. That day, but. <laughs> yeah, probably because I threw up that mint drink or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, it's a really easy meal that um, Layla's brother-in-law makes. You take a big ass stick of Velveeta cheese and you buy spicy ground sausage, and you just put yep. it in a fucking pan and melt it, and it's goddamn yeah. delicious. And yeah. you take like the little like canned diced tomatoes and throw it in. It takes like five minutes to make. You're gonna have heartburn and shits for like two days, but my god, is it good? Yeah, but like, what else is new? I have that like every day of the week anyway, so who cares? Yeah, trust me, I feel your yeah. pain. So that sounds phenomenal, though. Yeah, it's it's very good. He, you know, they're from Wisconsin, so they know how to do cheese. It's yeah, it's it, it is very good though. Um, last thing, yes or no question: Is Tom Brady the greatest athlete? In, yes, in team sports history. Oh, I thought you were going to say greatest quarterback of all time. That, no, that's there, not even a question. Yeah, now. there's not a, and I hated that they were trying to even <clears throat> debate that. But no, now we're going against Jordan and Gretzky. Greatest athlete in team sports history. No. Who is? Gretzky. So I'll leave you with this. I'm torn because the only stat that is more impressive than Gretzky's, which is if he never scored a goal in his life, he'd still be leading the NHL all-time in points, is Brady has more rings than any franchise in the NFL. Yeah. Which or is he has more rings than 18 franchises in the NFL combined. Yeah, that's that's over half. Yeah. Math guy. Um I think like if you want to go like who's the greatest athlete for their team sport, I think it's hard to look at numbers and not choose Gretz. Right. 
just because of how far ahead he was of everyone else. Right. And there's a whole lot of factors and I only do this to piss people off because, you know, everybody has differences right. of opinions and I like stirring the pot, but, yeah. um, you know, being a quarterback in the NFL in a salary cap era in modern sports is, it's a hell of an accomplishment, especially yeah. for how long he's been doing it. So I don't know, just, just kind of posing the question. I like, to, I like to stir the pot. Some people get triggered because, you know, Brady, Brady's got a very polarizing fan base. People hate him. People love him. And I hate him. I mean, I hated him for so many years. Uh, you know, Colts would get to the AFC championship game and run into him. And in my opinion, would sometimes have the better team and just for whatever reason, couldn't get by him or would be undefeated going into that Sunday night matchup against the Pats and same sort of thing, just always had their number. And I, that like, I feel like I didn't start to gravitate away from that until I got into college. And then um, when I got to see him play, when we had our tailgate, uh, that was the first time I had seen him play live. And it was some, it was just like cool to be able to say that I got to see him play live. And now you just sort of respect it. Yeah. hundred percent. It was also nice to win that game. So, um, <laughs> alrighty. Well, I think that wraps it up for us for this episode. You got anything else? Nope. We appreciate you all for listening. Again, go check out our website, www.emptybetters.com. There is some discount codes for merch on there. Be sure to check that out. Go check out our sponsors, Brackish Life and Dave Fritz at Maryland underscore. What is it? Under Maryland underscore mortgage underscore whiz on yep. Instagram. Uh, go check all those guys out. And we will be back with you next week. And without further ado, class dismissed. <laughs>